Welcome back to another episode of In-Depth. My name is Luke Hardacre and I'm a surf coach at Ombi. If you're new to Ombi, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body and equipment. In this podcast, it's all about straight to the point tips, things that you can take away, implement into your surfing, the things that change the way you view your surfing. And this week, I've got an episode that's all based on a community suggestion and that is when should you go up to a bigger board? Everything's around going down to a smaller board, but when should you make that change? When should you disrupt that kind of behavior? So in the last few years, what choices have you made around board choices? Have they consistently gotten smaller and shorter? For the average surfer, there's this idea that you have to work towards surfing smaller and smaller boards with the aim of getting to a short board. But is that what you actually want to do in your surfing? Do you want to be surfing shorter boards and surfing like Mick Fanning? Or do you have another goal in mind? This whole podcast is about that topic and why you should scrap that idea and follow what you want to do. But also if you're gunning to go shorter, why sometimes going longer will help and how to navigate the whole changing of boards. And before I jump into the detail about this one, there is a previous episode, I believe it is 23, which is all about what you can learn from riding a longboard. And that's all focused on how you can use a longboard to help with your turn, stance, and surfing in general. This podcast episode is not going to retrace those steps, but it's going to add to it. So why go for a shorter board? I'm going to cover that first. And the obvious reason for people to move to a shorter board is that it's more maneuverable. A shorter and less wide and less thick board will give you more responsive feeling in the board. It's this belief that most surfers feel this is what they need to start turning. But this can be a trap, especially if you had bad habits and bad coordination in your turns. Again, there's a previous podcast all about purposeful movement. I think it's in the tens. A shorter board is going to amplify those bad movements and bad coordination, and it's gonna respond to them more than your previous bigger board. What this means is that your smaller surfboard is going to become more uncontrollable if you don't have control of your technique. So I want you to work on this before you go down to a smaller board. And when you make that plunge to a smaller surfboard, first think about how you wanna surf that smaller board. Can you adapt some of that style or work on some of those maneuvers already. Generally, there's nothing stopping you from surfing that way or trying to do these maneuvers on your current board. So you have a go and start trying to figure out how to surf that way or how to turn better while on a board you're familiar with and understand. By working on technique or style prior to the board change, you'll give yourself an easier time figuring out the kinks in your technique. The board you ride may need to be ridden to suit its design, especially if it's a longer board, meaning a longer turn. So you need to adapt. And once you change boards, there's going to be a learning curve and time you need to spend learning to adapt to it. When that change is going to a shorter board, it can throw your control, balance and style out the window. As that board is now going to respond to every bad movement more now. If you struggle to navigate that change, again, there's a whole previous episode called Embracing the Suck. So why go for a longer surfboard then? Why make that change? And other than riding or wanting to ride a longer board to move into mid-lengths, performant longer boards or nose riders, 
there is a lot to offer from a longer board. As I mentioned at the start, there's that previous guide. It's great for practicing technique, drawing out your turns to be longer and to flow with the board, as well as giving you time to relax, find your stance and slow your surfing down. It's also gonna make it easier for you to catch waves and to find your pop-up. But what else? If you don't want a longboard or anything like that, why move back to a bigger board or a beginner's board? The advice I'd give centers around either a desire to surf that board, smaller conditions, or conditions that suit that board better, and always to surf the board that looks the most fun for that day, but it mainly centers around frustration. Typically, someone has moved down to a smaller board, and after a while, they just aren't gelling with it. Something's not right. The pop-up has gone to crap, the board isn't responding the way you want it to, and or technique is just suffering while trying to wrangle the board in. When you get to this point, this is when you think, okay, I need to either identify the issue, push through and fix it, or you need a pattern interrupter. You need to break the cycle and reset. That bigger board is now the pattern interrupter that will help you break that bad habit. How long you ride it is up to you and the conditions you surf. You'll either want to just have a few surfs on it, slow it all down, and work on technique with a less uncontrollable board, or you want to reset completely and rebuild the confidence over a longer period of time. There's no perfect option though. It's what works for you and the conditions you surf. You don't have to blindly force yourself to just surf one board over and over without surfing any other board. Variety is the spice of life. Don't let yourself be stuck riding the one and only board. Let all of your boards teach you to be a better surfer by mixing them up and adapting your surfing to suit each board. This will make you a far better surfer in the long run. If you do make that move to a bigger board, and if you make it brief or longer, focus on building confidence. That's the biggest and most important part. Just go have fun. Catch waves and let the pain points disappear for a bit. When you're ready to work on technique, slow it all down. Introduce trigger words and pattern interrupters to help you work on that and just take your time. And if you're new and you don't understand what a trigger word is, episode two will give you everything you need to know. Be curiosity driven, fail forwards and challenge yourself to have a go more than seek perfection in every maneuver you do. And if you make that switch to a bigger board, understand how that design works and how it responds to your movements. Generally, it's gonna turn slower and be similar to like turning a bus compared to a shortboard. So move with the board. And surfers moving from a smaller board to a bigger board, you're generally gonna have the issue of expecting the board to get on rail easier and end up applying too much force or incorrect technique, where you lean over the board too much, the board doesn't move much, and you just face plant into the water. This is actually good, but only if you learn from it. You need to figure out how to get that board on rail and move with the pace it wants to go. You need to adapt the movements and how you flow in those movements to suit the board. Moving to a bigger board will also open you up to different lines and different options. Play with those lines and find the fun in riding a longer board. Not every bigger board is suited to cross-stepping or nose riding, but if your board is designed to suit, have a go and don't be stuck in, 
I only do performance surfing. So in summary, don't fall into the trap of every surfer should ride shorter boards. Set your goals of what you want of your surfing to look like and feel. Make choices on boards to suit that. Move to a shorter board after you've worked on technique with a board you're used to and make the switch when you're ready and looking for a board that gives you a more responsive feel. Embrace the change and challenge of riding a different board early on and that will take time to adjust how it responds. It's going to take time to work on your technique. If you find your technique or surfing is feeling worse or you're getting deep into consistent frustration, make a change. Go to a board you can build confidence on, have fun and then reconnect with better technique. A longer board will allow you to work on drawing out turns and provide a more stable foundation for the pop-up. The main thing is variety is the spice of life. Don't be stuck riding only one board. Choose the board that looks like the most fun for that day and mix and match your boards to suit. And if you'd like to improve your surfing, you can start a free trial. I'm going to head to ombi.co and start a yearly or monthly membership where you can get access to the intermediate 12-week pathway or the beginner six-week pathway, as well as the whole foundations and maneuvers series and find the training that suits you for what you want to work on. So has this helped you pull out your bigger boards? Do you want to ride them again? Or has it given you the idea of how you can use all the boards in your quiver to help your surfing right now? Or are you stuck in a rut, surfing only one board, and maybe it's time to mix it up? I'd love to know. You can reach out anytime, message me in the app, or send an email to info.onby.ca. Next week, I'm going to cover the idea of effective training and practice how you can ensure you get the most out of your time and how you can apply slow is smooth and smooth is fast. <laughs>